What is going on, everyone? This is Aaron of the This League Football Podcast. We are on episode 65. It is September 12th, 2023, and we got a packed show for you, as always. First off is week one is in the books. Football. Overreactions of week one, the week one review, power rankings after week one, the This League guarantee, of course. Week two preview, and as always, our drinks of the week. It's going to be a doozy for you. Let's get it rolling. Football. Football. Y'all boys ready for this? Howdy, folks. Let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun. A lot of surprise. Let's give it up. For the guys in this league. Yee-haw! Word to your mother. And welcome in to another episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I am your host, Chris Mitchum, with the usual crew around the table. We got Tim Raider. How's it going, everybody? And you heard him at the beginning, Mr. Aaron Hunt. What is up, Colts fans? We may have some hope. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Colts Colt, fans. Go, Colts. We will get into all the football that your heart can desire coming up on episode 65 of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. As Aaron mentioned, it's the evening of September 12th, and we got a packed show for you as always. All the football you can ever want. Week one overreactions. People say, don't overreact to week one. It's just the first week. Everything's going to change. Everything you need to wait for trends. BS. We're going to overreact. We're just going to dive all up into into that They're area. fun. They're, They're fun to do. do. Right. Then we got the week one review. Power rankings, as always. The This League guaranteed. The first one of the year because last week, just it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. We were shaking the rust off. <laughs> That's right. And then, of course, the week two preview, guys. You know, I feel like it's like a weird, it's like a very cliche thing to say is like, oh, what a wild week one. What a crazy week yeah. one. I thought it was like a fine week one. Yeah, the Dolphins game had a lot of points. That should have been Sunday Night Football. And that game was awesome. You know what? Try, trying not to complain too much because it's football's back. It's back in the life. You know, any football is better. Any week with football is better than a week without football. And we get football on Sundays all the way up until February. So I know. Love it. I mean, but if you want to look at the other guy, other way, guys, we are now one la, more la, football la, la, closer, la, 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 one more la, Sunday la, la, closer la, la, to football being over. Cherish it. What did he, did he say? Something? He sa- was it important? I don't. Nah, think. Yeah, I didn't hear nah. him. It's yeah. about Kadarius Tony. You guys missed. It. <laughs> I have I have selective hearing. Oh, Kadarius Tony. Yeah, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's talk. Let's talk. Um, yeah, honestly, it was a good week. Kind of like what Tim said. Football is back, so we all love that. But of course. Every week doesn't go by without its injuries, man. I have never felt in my heart for a fan base as much as I do right now for the New York Jets, man. Like, I can't imagine. I was really hoping that it was a dream. Like, I woke up this morning, I was like, I know that happened yesterday, but I don't think it was real. I I was barely in my seat. Like, I, like, just turned the game on, like, barely sat down, and all of a sudden, Rogers just limping off. I'm like, uh, what's going on? <laughs> it was it was bad. Like, imagine, like, you even had the hard knocks bump, 
right? The oh man, Aaron Rodgers. I I, I was drinking the Kool Aid. I told you guys that. Oh yeah. Aaron Rodgers is looking great. He's happy. He's calling Garrett Wilson special. They're all going to Broadway shows. This is the year. I freaking picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you did. I mean, how could you not be drinking the Kool Aid? And now it's just over. It's just over. Like Aaron Rodgers' career is probably over. So, yeah, maybe more likely than not. I mean, maybe he tries to do a one year comeback, but I don't, I don't. Yeah. Good for him. I usually, I usually say like suck it up to fan bases, especially being as a Colts fan. We've had our share of pain the past 10 years. If you're him, you're almost 40, right? Like he's 39 right now. I think you just probably retire. That's a crappy way to go out, but but he's got nothing to look forward to in his home life. You know, he doesn't do anything, but drugs and hang out and so like why not go, go in football? dark corners yeah, it goes yeah. into dark caves I, I i could see him trying to do a you know one year rally of the troops type deal i, I mean know. he's getting paid so maybe i know i mean another thing turn the music back on i also feel really bad for the man jake Dobbins. Yeah, here we dude. go dude like can't catch a break he comes back from a acl mcl tearing of your knee need to completely restructure it first game Achilles like his career could be over honestly going through that the second major injury of your career yeah I think the absolute peak for him as far as where he could go from here is maybe like a third down platoon kind of back or something in like two years maybe in two years like, yeah it's not good That's he's nice. just gonna sit on my IR for two years <laughs> there you go that's right. And then, of course, you had tweaks to Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Please Johnson. be okay, Austin. <laughs> That's because somebody had Dobbins and Eckler. I'm thinking I need team. to drop like 50 fab on uh, Justice Joshua, Hill. Joshua Kelly. Oh, Josh, uh, yeah. Elijah Dotson. Who? He's the other guy. Elijah Dotson. Yeah, he had a good, uh, he had a good preseason. He did, yeah. He had a couple like 60-yard touchdown runs. For the Chargers? Yeah. Oh, go Elijah Dotson. <laughs> All right. Shout um, out you. Quick, quick, selfish football plug. Better days ahead for the Bengals, yeah? Yeah, you got to think so. I mean, the Browns. You're just throwing just, that out. The Browns have our number. I, I, I've said it once. I've said it a million times. You got to play your starters in the preseason. I don't know. Zach Taylor just doesn't do it, but I'm a big. You, you got to get into football playing shape. There's a difference between practice shape and playing shape. I don't care if you're in peewee, high school, or the big leagues. Like, you just need that time to gel. Um, and then the weather was a surprise. I don't think anybody thought that the Bengals-Browns game was going to be an ugly weather game. I think there was like, oh, there's going to be some rain. Not it like was a raining gross sideways. absolute <laughs> monsoon yeah. outside. Uh, and I don't think anybody saw that coming. So we're on to, Bur- on to Baltimore. Bur- Burrow even said, you know, he didn't have enough reps in yeah, the offseason as a whole. There's a lot of games ridiculous. this weekend I'm just throwing out that just shouldn't right. happen again. Like the Cowboys-Giants. I'm throwing that out. Hey, that's like, my Super Bowl yeah, Cowboys no right there. I know, I know. Now Kadarius Tony, he just sucks. So we we figured that out. You know how many targets he had, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> More than Sky Moore. Get out of here. Rest your head on that. Um, in other news, Anthony Richardson looked good. Played the part. There's optimism. I think he looked like the best rookie on the week. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He was running. He was throwing. I actually went and um, maybe the most electric moment of my life because they like introduced the offensive starters and they waited till last to introduce Anthony Richardson running down the field with the smoke and the announcer just announcing his name from Florida. Like it was maybe the most electric moment of my life. 
Well, uh, this is this is unprecedented times for you Colts fans. Like you, you know, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, all these like great pocket passers. Luck had some legs on him, but like to have a dual threat quarterback, like the excitement's got to be off the charts. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm hopefully excited. he's okay. I think he got a bruised knee at the end. That's, that's fine. We'll he's tough. That's cool. All right, and you will probably see it and hear about it in our week one review, but only 59 total touchdowns scored this week, according to NFL statistics. A lot of studs just did not show up to play. And like I mentioned, I think there's just a lot of games you got to throw out unless they're on your team, and then that is like Justin Fields and DJ Moore. You ever heard of anybody getting eight targets and then zero points? I sure do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Give me a T. Mr. Higgins. All right, guys. Well, before we get into the show, first of all, drinks of the week. Tim, what do you got over there? Uh, we're focusing mostly on water. Okay. At this point, staying hydrated. We're on baby watch. You know, th- under three Ooh. weeks, Ooh. so got to be ready at any moment. I know. Meanwhile, people who aren't on baby watch, <laughs> Aaron and I, we have us some Basil Hayden red wine cask finish. And it tastes and my just dog, as good as it sounds. It is delightful. It's in a good-looking bottle, too. I can't really do my slurping yeah. sound. No, it's not appropriate to, <laughs> to slurp. Okay. okay. He did it anyway. He tried. <sighs> that was hot. Good try. <laughs> that was hot. <laughs> All right. Um, before we get into the week one review, overreactions. I said we're just going to completely jump into that world. We're going to overreact. We got two, each of you, that we're going to run through very quickly. Aaron, I'll start with you. You saw all the week one games. What is your first overreaction that's absolutely going to hold up the rest of the year? So the first one that I had, because I actually went back and saw the full recap of this game and was like, are my eyeballs correct? And, you know, seeing what I was seeing, and I do believe this to be true, Rashad White will be benched for Sean Tucker after the week five bye. Yeah, he didn't look good. He did not look good. 17 rushes for 39 yards, barely over two yards a carry. The efficiency was just absolutely not there. And it's only going to get harder from here. Minnesota's not an imposing defense by any means. Like, probably middle of the pack if we're speaking as the NFL as a whole. So, outside of maybe PPR appeal, while he's still getting volume, they're probably going to throw it to him whenever Baker checks down on first and second down. But I just was not impressed with what I saw. And Sean Tucker, I think it's only a matter of time before they actually just fully understand the player that he is. Music to Tim's ears, I'm sure. Love it. Rashad White, final stat line, uh, 17 carries for 39 yards. So that's, uh, I'm not good at math, but just over two yards a carry? And Sean Tucker wasn't, like, a lot better than that, but he only did get five carries. He had some injuries in the preseason. He'll, he's going to show his talent. His yeah, he'll yeah. be good. Well, my first uh, overreaction from week one, I'll give you a twofer. And it's two positions, position groups that are dead to fantasy football for 2023. And that is one, Philadelphia Eagles running back. I don't know. I mean, Gainwell had the the carries, the touches, but now he got a rib injury week one. Uh, Swift and Penny and... I, who's the other one in there? There's like Boston Scott. I mean, Boston the, Scott. I don't know how you're going to pick until the Eagles pick or if they pick. It's a quartet. Yeah. I, I just don't think it's going to be very good for fantasy. And the other part of that duo, 
Say goodbye to the, any Atlanta Falcons pass catchers. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean we'll Terrible. get into that later. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, save it for later. But like that position group, just say goodbye, kiss it goodbye. My finger is twitching over that panic button yeah, right now. Right, it's that's rough looking. All right, I'll jump in with my first overreaction, and this may be the most overreaction of overreaction. But my eyes saw it. My mind says it makes sense. I think there is a very good chance that Tyreek Hill will finish with the best wide receiver fantasy season ever. I love it. Let's go, baby. Yes. Okay, so I went back and looked. Best ever was Cooper Cup in 2021. He played all 17 games, and he scored 26 points per game, about 439 total PPR fantasy points. If you take – I know this is a little outrageous, but if you take Tyreek Hill's week one over 17 game span – he is on pace for 765 fantasy points. Heck yeah, That's brother. insane. And the thing is, it's like, okay, well, Tua, can he always do that? Tua had the largest percentage of passes thrown over 15 yards down the field in week one. Mike good. McDaniel is saying, screw it, Tyreek's down somewhere. He is apparently, just by week one, the one quarterback that has the most carte blanche to just throw it down the field. And... I don't know if you guys watched and saw the highlights of that game, but some of the throws he were making was just unbelievable. In the bucket, 30 yards down the field, and Tyreek's always going to be open. If he plays all 17 games, there's a good chance he could finish. We saw that four-yard pass uh, in the red zone uh, live at Zach's place. You and I were sitting there, and that was an absolute just perfect throw. He had to be in that spot or else it wasn't getting completed. Two is playing for his next contract. Yeah. he's, He's playing to be the next... $200, $300 $200, $300 million quarterback. So, I mean, he's got every incentive to ball out this year, paired with the fact that Tyreek's in his second-to-last season in the NFL. Like, they're going to go for it. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, Tyreek Hill, Tyree Hill is officially the one player I see on the other side of my lineup, and I'm yeah. like, damn. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron, your second overreaction. The second one for me is that there will not be not only a wide receiver one, there will not be a wide receiver two or an upper tier wide receiver two. There won't be a top 30 fantasy wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers this year. As a team. Yummy. Bryce Young looked inept. Short. Very short. <laughs> he can't see over his All his throws were short, yeah? Is that and, what you mean? Short. And he's short. <laughs> and he's got grandpa feeling, and that's about it. I mean... They just did not look like a great unit overall. And I just don't see a world where any of them step up based off at least what I saw on Sunday. I could be wrong. Maybe it's just the week one kinks and Bryce Young is just still getting adjusted to the offense. Yada, yada, yada. Rookie woes. But do you, do you, off the top of your head, do you know who they play next week at all? I don't. Okay, I'll go, I'll I think they play the Saints next week, Monday Night Football. Which, oh, Monday wow. Night Football primetime. And the Saints are no pushover. I mean, their defense, they have a is, good defense. is very good. They have Tim's favorite player. Marshawn Lattimore <laughs> is going to lock down Adam Thielen. <laughs> yeah. Don't start your Adam Thielens this and week, it, boys. Lattimore just might sit out this week. If DJ Chark sits out again, I mean, you just got a bunch of guys. Yeah. Hey, just watch out for Hayden Hurst there, leading receiver. Yeah, he was second in the league uh, fantasy-wise for tight ends this week. Yeah, I can certainly see that one happening. Tim, your final overreaction. Uh, My final overreaction is an affirmation, confirmation of my hot take from preseason. After one week, I can officially declare 
The Buffalo Bills Super Bowl window is slammed shut. Done. They're donezo. It is not blasphemy, Aaron. Um, their defense is, is not good. And Josh Allen looked like a sad, sad puppy. What What's changed? Are they just regressing? It's not like they got rid of anybody big. Re- regressing to the means. I mean, yeah. I, I think the defense is older, slower, um, and j- just – it just feels to me like one of those where you hear the same message three, four, five years in a row now, and it's like – I mean, if I'm in that locker room, I'm just being like rolling my eyes like, come on, man, like this isn't working. And I mean, I, Stephon Diggs, like, they cut to him on the sidelines a few times last night, and he's just, like, fuming. Like, he's ready to just go full diva this year and just, like, demand a trade. He, I, I don't know. I just I just don't see the Bills having that Super Bowl window open. I know it's the Jets, and I I did hype up the Jets defense in my uh, talk last week. But I just – I don't know. I've got bad feelings for the Bills. Yeah. Jo- Josh Allen was giving me year two Josh Allen vibes where he scrambles, scrambles. Josh and just, like, Allen! Plants two feet and just yep. rips it downfield. And then it's like, you know, last year it's like, oh, that's probably going to an open person or uh-huh. like a perfect throw. It's into triple coverage. <laughs> it's like, what are we yeah, doing, Josh? You, ha- you have digs, but I, just nobody else has stepped up. You know, we haven't seen it from Gabe Davis. You know, we're, TBD on Kincaid, he looked good, but like – can he be a number two? Speaking of Kincaid, that goes right into my last overreaction. Ladies and gentlemen, Dalton Kincaid, the rookie tight end playing for the Buffalo Bills. You are looking at your newest top five tight end in fantasy football. That's spicy. Are you saying that because he's on your team? No, honestly. And <laughs> and the thing is, is what really stood out to me was this man had four targets. He played 80% of snaps. And you might be thinking, Chris, four targets isn't that much, but 80% of snaps is for a rookie tight end. 80% of snaps is more than TJ Hawkinson, Pat Fryermuth, Kyle Pitts, Darren Waller this past week. He is out there for running plays, passing plays, and four targets on a, on a week where Josh Allen looked pretty poor. I think is certainly enough to at least get into the top five. And I use those examples because those are usually the guys you would pick outside of Kelsey and Andrews to be in that top five. I think Kelsey is, or excuse me, I think Kincaid is right there. And he has the best chance, maybe out of all of them, such a bad week for tight ends overall to finish the year as a top five tight end. I didn't see anything that really went against that personally in the game. According to Devin a couple of weeks ago, he might replace Kelsey in the top five. You he know? might, yeah. So, I mean, I shoot, that's right. I, I, <laughs> I guess maybe I could see it, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm higher on Sam Laporta personally. I think he has a chance to really be that guy, and what we he saw Thursday good. night was pretty impressive there. I could see it happening, um, but it, yeah, it just rookie tight ends in general, though, it just is, it's tough. It is so tough. It is. Well, what were your overreactions? Be sure to let us know, and we'll tell you if we agree or disagree with you always at thisleague underscore pod and Twitter and Instagram. You can contact us there. And now let's talk about some actual week one football. It's time for the first review of the year for week one. Broncos country. Let's ride. All right. Well, week one came and went. We mentioned it was fairly low scoring overall, but that does not mean we had did not have some good games on deck. And we are going to start with one of them. Of course, we had Tim and close but no Jamar taking on Zach and Breeze Lightning. Which did you guys see his run on Monday Night Football? 
That was impressive. Very good. That boy fast. He would have scored if he didn't just, you know, correct. Come off the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> play. That was the old Brees Hall would have housed that. Keep sure. your head up, Zach. Keep your head up. And in this matchup, uh, gotta say, Zach, you were giving Tim a bit of a run for his money, uh, especially heading into the 425 slate of games. So I give you credit there, but once those games hit, uh, Tim kind of showed his uh, bravo. You mean Aaron Jones showed his bravo? Correct. <laughs> yeah. Sure did. Yeah. Um, Aaron Jones definitely helped Tim to pull away in this one, having 26 points before uh, he pulled his hammy in the process of that. So hopefully uh, in week two he is still able to go despite that. Uh, didn't really need Darren Waller or CeeDee Lamb in the nightcap. He had the victory taken care of already by a few points, so it was really just bonus after that. Better days ahead, I think, for both of them. Just a weird game where it was a blowout pretty early, and you didn't need CD and Darren Waller. I, the Giants just looked decrepit. It was just really bad. Um, against Zach, if you go even slightly north of 100 points, you probably have a pretty decent chance of winning. That's fair. Deontay got hurt during the game with a pulled hammy. Uh, that did not help. Zach's cause. Traylon Burks, David Njoku also really hurt his chances. Philly D was the third highest scorer on his team. So anytime the defense is, you know, I would say, you know, the fourth or higher uh, points scored on your team, it's going to probably spell trouble unless you're stretching of Dallas this week. Um, yeah. Jesus. Madison was solid and looks promising for Zach. I think he's going to be a really nice floor play for him throughout the year, uh, but it wasn't enough. In a down week for Tim, despite that, he still gets by Zach pretty comfortably in this one, 115-94. to 94. Speaking of throwaway games, I'm throwing out the Jalen Hurts quarterback 19 performance. Yeah. I don't know what was up with that game. I do feel like nobody looked good in week well, one. Well, the Patriots are better than we think. The, the Patriots' defense, the is, defense be, is better yes. than we remember. I, I'd say they have a top five defense. I think so. In, yeah. in week one, yep. you know, get knocking off the rest. Not not overly shocked. You know, they got off to a hot start too, and then they got real conservative, just trying to like drown out the clock. And then they're like, "Oh shoot, we got to like play a little bit." So, just a weird game. Uh, happy to have it happen on a week where I play Zach. Yeah, uh, I'm sure we'll get into it maybe in the preview. But Roshan Johnson, Juicy. potential candidate for eyeballs of yeah, the week. I have a couple emojis. other ideas. Right, right. Yep. Um, last thing I'll say on this one. With Deontay Johnson going down and Zach, are we going to turn to Darnell Mooney or uh, Rashi Rice? Maybe, maybe I mean, Rashi Rice. Oh wow, Darnell Mooney had points. Yeah, more than he, DJ he Moore. I've complete, I had completely blown him off for this year. Wow. Okay, I apologize, he Mr. Did. Darnell. How many do you have? Fifteen points. Show Four for fifty-three and a touchdown. It's not bad. All right. Well, Tim does what he should do and dispatches of his opponents in the Kadoba division. Moves to one and zero. Zach unfortunately falls to zero and one. The next matchup we had it was a uh, what would you call this? A podcast civil war? Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, it was. And here the, we go. It was the game to watch identified last week between Aaron and tired Chris of seeing your face, tired themselves. of playing against you. Be nice to me. And Aaron <laughs> says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Welcome to Chipotle officially, Chris." <laughs> Third highest scorer on the week and sure still, was. Get, still get stomped. Firm handshake, baby. Uh, and I believe that was that was a theme last year. Was it last year that you? Hmm, so you know that's not not great for the vibes. Uh, 
this was it was shaping up to be a classic. You know, it was kind of you know 120 ish was going to be the projection for both teams until the Dolphins game oh my started. God. And Tyreek Hill goes off. Tyreek, please. That was that was really catches. fun. And Chris was with me live and just yards. getting to see his face. Two touchdowns. That's great. After he <laughs> eclipsed like a hundred yards, I was like, I just want him to go off. Just just destroy. Yeah. Me. How many points can you get? Just kill me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Chris, you know, we'll we'll hit your highlights real quick. Calvin Ridley looked like a dog. Whoa. He looks like a wide receiver one type guy. I saw so. him in the flesh, and that boy was. Dustin. <laughs> he, yeah, he looks really good. Uh, Nick Chubb against my Bengals. Classic Nick Chubb Safe. game. Yep. Uh, nice to roll him out and get a new toy. Solid performance from Hawk. Solid performance from uh, James Cook. You like to see, you know, with 18 opportunities on the game. And looky, looky there. Snuck him into the a wide receiver starting spot this week. Uh, team captain, Mr. Fairlife himself. Colt, go Colts. Michael Pittman Jr. Oh yeah, Nothing eight for ninety-seven happier. and a touchdown. Eleven targets from Anthony Richardson. That's a vote of confidence. And they were mostly like over five yards down the field, which is really refreshing to see. Yeah, that is Colts offense. Right, that is a vote of confidence. So, a solid performance from you. You know, Najee did not look well, but uh, you know, my Steelers hot take was <laughs> not. Yeah, right we can just. Move. What are you even talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, anyway, on Aaron's side of things, got off to a solid start with Amon Ross St. Brown getting the touchdown Thursday night. Puts up a 19-pointer. Uh, the new captain quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, goes out and puts almost, up, puts almost 21 points up. Uh, take out the, the interception and the fumble, and you're, you know, you're really solid quarterback week. You got your guys, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill already mentioned, Austin Eckler, 26 points. TBD on the ankle. Chargers mentioned that he's hurt, but also kind of downplayed it. So he said he should be out for an unknown amount of time. And I'm like, what is what does yeah. that mean? Yeah, and so like <laughs> help me here. Fifteen minutes from now is an unknown amount of time to us right here. Um, so and uh, you, you talked about it a little, you touched on it. Don't worry about Higgins this early. Um got a hey, nice solid happened? goose egg. <laughs> big old goose egg. Uh like I said, pouring rain, rain in sideways. Burrow did not look sharp at all. The Bengals offense just couldn't couldn't move the ball at all. So too early to worry about that. Um, Devontae Adams? He should be fine. Should be he, fine. I'm he also had, throwing that out, but that's the one where I'm like, I might like put it next to the trash can in case I want to keep it. I'm not totally throwing it out. 30, 30 <laughs> years old, Jimmy G. Like, So I wait, mean, here's my thing with that. When he did get the targets, he looked pretty fluid still, pretty solid. It felt like he hadn't lost too much of a step. I think he also was being shadowed by Patrick Sertain. Yeah, yeah, boy. And good. That, man, good. that man is a top five corner in the league. So I, I hear what you're saying. I am a little concerned, but I'm going to try to – put the brakes on that's fair I, against their they have buffalo uh this week who i just trashed their defense so if he has a classic Devonte adams showing next week then all warriors are off the table and it was just a week one storyline um and you know <laughs> i'll part of my hot take on the atlanta falcons pass catchers kyle pitts had that really nice one <laughs> catch yeah he got uh, me six points he had three whole targets wow pretty that's... great that's like almost half the targets. So athletic. 16, 16% of so their young. target share. Uh, yeah. So, you know, he steps in <laughs> amicably for the week where Mark Andrews is out, but your lineup is 
just going to get that much stronger with Mark Andrews in T Higgins, not putting up a goose egg and like even Saquon had a, a down game compared to where you'd expect him to be. And no Mark Andrews. So, you know, yeah. and so Aaron outlast Chris 151 to 122 scoreboard d- does not tell the whole story, but also <laughs> thank you, but also welcome he, to Chipotle. Yeah, he hung in there. <laughs> I have to give Chris credit. He did hang in there for a while. Yeah. And I mean, Spoiler alert, I kept you number one at power rankings because I think this just shows the strength of your team. You yeah. literally had a goose egg, and you were skill- still the top scorer on the week if it wasn't for a dumb defense. <laughs> Shout out, Stretch. So uh, we will move on to the next game. It was between the Red Rocket and Clayton taking on Tua, Infinity, and Bijan, and Hayden, and really going into this game for me, this was a... Just how good is two Infinity and Bijan? And not like an actual competitive game because, I'm sorry, Clayton, but, you know, we all expected Hayden to win this game because it went the way you'd expect. Final score is two Infinity and Bijan, 122 to the Red Rockets, 91, which in fair is a respectable score for Mr. Clayton. Some Almost broke 100. Yep. Right, right. And if I'm Hayden, I'll start with him first. I'm, I'm honestly pretty happy. You're the fourth scorer of the week. And that's without some of your performers that you'd expect to go up there really performing. Jameer Gibbs looked great. Positive. Negative. He didn't play. <laughs> yeah. But he looked absolutely great. And then Derrick Henry with 13.9. That is absolutely his floor. You'd expect him to get a touchdown on most weeks. And he was facing a stingy New Orleans fronts in New Orleans. So we expect him to improve on that. Um and really, I think one the best thing for Hayden is like when you look at his starting lineup, the biggest red flag coming into this year was probably Travis Etienne. The vibes weren't good. Tank Bixby was looking great. He looked good though. Eighteen carries, five mm-hmm. targets. He capitalized on all of them. The highest scorer on your roster outside of Mr. Patrick Mahomes. So that is maybe my biggest takeaway if I'm Hayden, is I'm loving that. Everybody yeah, else performed the way they should, but Etienne. Like the alpha. Should be the alpha that might propel him up to maybe even a what was my the topper echelon, topper the, the topper, topper echelon, echelon of the league. Um, as if I'm Clayton, I said it in the preview. The only way he's probably really going to be competitive is if Joe Burrow, Damian Pierce, and Drake London have really really good matchups. Joe Burrow got three points, Damian Pierce got six points, and Drake London was oh goose egg. Ooh, I'll not say even it right now. not even a target. I'll say it right now. Yikes. If you were a Drake London owner, on a scale of zero to ten, just I guess his dynasty value. What? Where? Where are you? Ten being like I'm freaking out. Zero being like, ah, eh, it's fine. Oh, I'm at a, I'm at a zero. Dynasty value. Yeah. Yeah, because once Arthur Smith's gone, which is just inevitable, he's gonna be fine. Hmm. And they'll get a quarterback eventually that okay but what about with the rest of this season oh this season i'm at a 11 <laughs> yeah this season is at 11 uh panic meter i'd even say for the dynasty value i'm at like a five six like it's it's getting up there man i mean these are prime years they're not going to be bad enough to get you're Bullings. wasting right rookie receivers perform for fantasy second year pr- receivers explode for fantasy it's not going to happen so we're just wasting away his rookie contract. If he doesn't, if he doesn't go diva and ask for a way out or something, I mean, the offense is not going to change as it's set up. So I, I'm, I'm low key, high key panicking. On yeah, that. 
on the bright side for Clayton, those three guys who are kind of the cornerstones, they're literally has to be brighter days ahead for them. You can't get much better. So you put 91 put ninety one points up and your three worst players perform like that. If you're clean, that's okay because you had a fantastic performance from Tyler Algier, a great performance from Zay Jones. He looks like the wide receiver too. And Nico Collins with 11 targets. You love to see that. Sounds like he's the alpha in Houston. Things might be turning around for the Red Rocket here. Certainly going to be competitive, I think, this year, especially if those other three guys all step up. So this is one of those rare matchups, I think, where both sides should probably come out pretty happy. I think Hayden got good protection from a lot of his guys, while Clayton breaking 90 on his main pieces, underperforming, mm-hmm. is a good sign for the future. Again, your final score was Clayton 91, Hayden 122. Any thoughts on this before we move on? Nope. I give, give him a pat on the back for uh, Zay Jones yeah, and Clayton. Nico yeah. Collins. Like, those for guys sure. looked the part and got the target. He's got some pieces on his roster. And I just want to let you guys know that my little mini hot take of... Yeah, take a victory lap. Come on. Yeah, clap it up. Clap David it up. Montgomery did, and Tyler yeah. Algier outscoring... Bijan and Jameer Gibbs. Get the Gibbs. clap drop going. You, you deserve oh, it. God, you deserve it. a lot of pressure. This is it. Guys. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Sit down, Obama. I love it. All right. Let's move on to the next matchup. We had Stretch and Super Camario coming into this one, taking on Don and in Jigba's in Paris was expected to be one of the closest games of the week. That it was, and... Yeah, not going to lie, very surprised at how lopsided this game ended up being. Of course, we already mentioned it. It was largely due to the Cowboys' defense scoring a you know, measly 37 points. I'm making noise. 3.7? 3.7. What did you say? <laughs> Times 10. <laughs> wow. No I, math on this show. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably a this league record on defensive points in a week. Oh, speaking of this league record, the Tyreek Hill performance, not even in the top 10 of all time single game scores in this league. Wow. I looked. By like receivers or all positions? All positions. Okay. That's crazy. Tyreek Hill does have the number one. I think it was 59. Yeah, he was. It was against the Bucs. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Must be nice. Yeah, that was fun. I won that week. (laughs) Did did you? Yeah, yeah. And uh, is that the week where the uh, fumble that he had uh, lost you the week on the punt? Remember that? Mm. I think that might have been a different week. That was funny. That yes. was funny. That was good. There and, I, and I contested that. <laughs> you did hard. <laughs> Hashtag memes. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So A-Rod didn't do Don any favors either. He suffered a torn Achilles mm. that was confirmed. Damn. Today. And his season is done. Which really, like we said, is just a bummer. Not only for Don's fantasy team, but just the NFL in general. It was going to be really fun to watch that, but. Can't always have what you want. Uh, when it comes to stretch, guys, I was really low on his team coming into the year, but his team each week's looking more and more formidable. I, I can't deny that anymore. Um, AR's debut, very solid with 22 points, and every starter he had out there scored at least nine points or more. I mean, when you have that kind of output that's going to put you in a position to potentially win your matchup every week. Uh, I'm worried now about Garrett Wilson. Yeah, that's uh, that takes away a lot of upside for Mr. Stretch. Now that Zach Wilson's QB1, I think he'll still get his each week. You know, you can probably still bank on him getting 10 to 15, but with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he had way more of a ceiling. So He had top five upside with Aaron Rodgers. Right. Now he's yeah. like 
on a good day, low-end wide receiver one on a good day. So his ceiling has been lowered significantly, in my opinion. Mike Evans, man, just the the dude is just good at football. He looked good. Uh, Monty got a lot of volume and was immediately put on the trade block. I thought that was pretty funny by stretch. Um, But yeah, both of them had really good outputs. Devontae Smith had a 17 in an ugly game where the offense of the Eagles was really not clicking on all cylinders. So you like to see that. And Laporta was even solid as well in his debut. Watch out for stretch in the coming weeks. I think. Don't say that. I, I, I don't. hate. I agree. I hate it stop. as much as as much as you do. I stretch, stop smiling. It. Stop laughing. Stretch. I know you're it's laughing. It's a good right take. Now. It's a good take, man. I, he's he's gonna be coming on. I think. Um, I hate to admit it, but it's true. For Don, if we go to the other side, he did have his stars perform. Pollard had. 21, Chris Olave had 19. That's what you like to see from the stalwarts of your lineup. Uh, very questionable strategy starting the entire Washington yeah, what, offense. What are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, and Sam, yeah. how we trust. <laughs> maybe, and to Don's defense, maybe he's thinking, okay, Arizona, potentially one of the worst teams in the league. Their cheeks everywhere, including on defense. But that just absolutely backfired on him. Uh, he left Ayuk on the bench, which also had to really hurt because Ayuk exploded, went nuclear for 32 points. You have to think he makes the lineup now after being a top five wide receiver in scoring this week. I think he was the wide receiver two or three um, when it was all said and done. So in conclusion, just not a lot of points from the key position battles to keep up in this one for Don and stretch wins in a blowout. 153 to 77. Not much to add there. I mean, like you said, I, I agree watching out for stretch, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but yeah, he put in a good week. And now there is one game remaining, and y'all know what that means. It's your game of the week. Oh, baby. Where we have the nut runner up from 2022 looking to get off to a hot start. Blue balls. Facing a Qdoba team that is on the downturn, selling off pieces and looking iffy. Anthony gets above average games from his studs. Christian McCaffrey, dog, 25 points. Justin Jefferson. 24 points, even though the Vikings kind of look maybe garbage. Yeah, they didn't look good, Chief. Uh, the new toys, Ramondre, performs. Ramondre. Joe Mixon with the 10. We're seeing solid numbers across the board, but Lamar Jackson. Bum, bum. New look. Mm-hmm. Ravens offense. He against got paid. Houston? He got paid. Todd Munkin. Uh-huh. Surely. We love that. Surely. We, think, we hyped him up, and uh-huh. he comes out with a 4.5. Go. Performance. That's ugly. That's ugly. Leaving Anthony uh, with a grand total of 104. Steven on the other side with the lineup full of question marks. Herbert gets 23. uh, Stephon Diggs gets 26. AJ Brown, 15. Even Mike Williams, solid eight eight points. And it came down to Monday Night Football. It did. Mm -hmm. Anthony sweat this one out. Stefan Diggs for Steven was getting target after target late into the game and was just calling for the ball. Josh Allen was zeroed in on him. Ultimately, 26 points was not enough 
as Steven falls to Anthony, 104 to 98. This is the perfect example of what not having a running back has done. Like, if he had a serviceable running back in place of Deion Jackson, he wins this game. Yeah, absolutely. Easily. Oh, yeah. But that's it's like Samaj P. Ryan? Would Samaj P. Ryan won it? He would have. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, that's a. I mean, I'm not going to. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But still, I mean, just I think of roster construction overall. Like, is he going for it? Is he not? I don't really know. But this game showed you out of anything that if you are going to go into a game with Deion Jackson and Dalvin Cook, or if you replace one of them with an AJ Dillon or a Samaje P. Ryan or a Jarek McKinnon, like it's just not. You're just not gonna. Yeah, you can't keep, keep, up, keep up with the good that's teams. That's more depth than starters. Right, right. You can't keep up with the good teams. So I think that's what ultimately this game showed me. It showed that he's like competitive, though. But again, he's just like those running backs away, I think. What a fun game, though. It, the Bills got the ball in overtime to start. I thought it was yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> with the way that Dig, or two Diggs was cooking, man, I really thought it was going to be over. Oh, it would have been so nice if freaking Cadoba could have stole one there. From Chipotle. That, that would have been wild. so nice. That would have been, been huge for just playoff implicate all of it. For me, Aaron. For me. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that is your week one review. Congrats to the winners and to the losers. It's a long season, baby. We got week one waivers coming up. We got some hot topics in there. Who are you going to go for? How much are you going to put down? The dynasty season is year round and waivers start now. Be sure to get those waiver wire claims in wednesday at noon is when they run and then noon every day after that in case you needed a reminder how about we get into some power rankings fellas we saw the week one review how does that impact how we see the rest of the league let's get into it welcome to your week one power rankings thanks tim appreciate it at number 10 we have no movement okay Clayton, I thought solid maybe. performance. I thought maybe. You know, like yeah, looking to get out yeah. of the cellar. I think it'll happen before the year's over. I'm rooting for Clayton to get to number nine. It, it'll happen before the year's over. You know, I, I, I firmly believe that. Number nine, Brees Lightning. Brees Lightning. And, and Brees Hall looks good on that team. He and, sure does. And th- that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Eight, we have down one spot, some questionable lineup performances, and his only quarterback goes down with an injury. Oh. Don and Jigba's in Paris. That's fair. I mean, Aaron Rodgers alone. Bryce Young might, now. Yeah. That's his only quarterback on the roster. Yeah, I heard he's small. He's short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, maybe some quarterback movement expected there on the waivers. At seven, up one, even with a close loss, Stephen in Mount Passmore climbed to the seventh spot. At six. Team Fairlife, third guys, highest scorer on the league. You guys are giving me so much gas right Ooh. now. I mean, the good kind of gas, oh not like boy. the farting gas. But like, <laughs> I'm gonna take oh this boy. back. I'm I'm gonna put this on like a newspaper article and be like, you see what they think of you guys? It's you see what they think of you guys, man. Justin, DJ. You see what they think of you guys? Please, <laughs> dear God. Yeah. So you know, down one spot, still in the top six of the power rankings. We still think you're a playoff team, but. Just a little worried, maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. At five, put some respect on this man's name. It's earned. Reigning champion. I hate it, but. Super Camario. Is that still his name? Yeah. Yeah. 
Is he up you two? Don't have super, you don't have Kamara on your team. Yeah, dude. I know. Uh, he is up one spot. Up one. We had him at six last week. I had placed him at three in my power rankings. I, I'm, I don't think he should be above me. I just I could we've, just see we've done stre- this before. I could just see Stretch driving this. in his car and going like <laughs> like he always yeah, he's does. He's laughing about this now. You know? we, we've done this before. Right we've tried the reverse he's psychology. Pissing me off. No, he's he's a he's a solid team and he's still got the guys to do it. So I think he's up there until he proves otherwise. At number four, we have some more movement. Down two spots. Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. Ooh. Did not a good performance. The, not, it, was know, not, performance. it was we not. We just highlighted it. You know, the Lamar Jackson underperformance, the, you know, just a little bit of hit or miss there. Didn't have Travis Kelsey. Negative. At, baby, come yeah, back. Kelsey, big, big uh, p- uh, part of that team. And negative points out of defense never, never helps. Um, at number three, up a spot to in, Tua Infinity and Bijan. Yeah. Special yeah. shout out for for changing the name from two. I liked it. Tua. I liked it. Infinity, but he's never going to play him because he has Patrick Mahomes. But <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, I'm wondering where he's going to put his money where his mouth is. But but I mean, fantasy wise, maybe uh, you got Tyreek, you got Jalen. <laughs> yeah, Waddle. yeah, you're throwing a Tyreek and Jalen Waddle or Kadarius Tony <laughs> and Sky <laughs> Moore. Man, Such we're, a bad person. We're gonna person. beat this horse to death. But I mean, I I don't hate it. If I were him, I'd be talking to Don right now. Like, hey, man, what do you want for Tua? I'd be trying to get rid of Pat Mahomes. I may or may not have texted Don. (laughs) For Jay Fields. All right, all right. And that leaves us to the final two in the power rankings. Coming in at number two, up a spot. Close, but no Jamar. Hot on the heels of the week over week. Power rankings, number one spot. And let Russ microwave. Yeah, congrats, baby. Congrats, congrats. Solid number one spot. Like, yeah, you're so yeah. in the number one. Like, you could put a dud next week, and I would have a hard time moving you out of one, I think. You yeah. Think, you think so? Like you, like, you literally had a zero on your team and still was the top score. Like, I, I don't know that I would say there's, like, a tier break there, but I would definitely – I'll say there's a half a tier break between the, you know, the next few yeah. guys. Like. I could see a few of us kind of making some runs for it, but like at this very moment, I'll give you a full half a tier ahead of Don't everybody. Don't look else. now. Austin but Eckler's yeah. limping. J.K. Dobbins is Kenneth out. Gainwell had Kenneth the rib. Gainwell's yeah. ribs. But injury bug. But Tyree Kill can score deep, deep, deep. fifty. Devonte Adams is old. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he shows you who he is next week. Yeah, you yeah. probably will. Speaking of showing who he is, we're gonna show you who you are in the first this league guarantee. Of the year, isn't that right, fellas? Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. Let's I do it. The This League Guarantee. I think I barfed in my mouth a little. I mean, just imagine like recommending a plus 905 parlay and every single leg of the parlay being wrong. And not just wrong, badly. Like, significantly <laughs> wrong. Like really bad. Couldn't be us. <laughs> Couldn't be us. I don't know which podcast we're referring to here, but whew. all right. I don't know oh, about man. I don't know about you guys, and I guess I'll just start off. Like I didn't feel like super good about any of these lines, so maybe that's like a sign that like, hey, I'm gonna be better because I felt so good about the Chiefs last week, and now like I'm like, eh, maybe. So it's probably gonna be good for the parlay. My parlay, my first leg 
is the Packers and the Falcons. We are going under 40 and a half points. Listen, guys, the Falcons are going to be under machines this year. Just bet the under on the Falcons every single year. Run, 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 run. That's all they do. They speed up the game. But, Chris, the Falcons had positive game script against the Panthers. They were up, and they just ran. I, I don't care. I don't care. You saw Arthur, Arthur Smith last year being down 20 and just run, run, he's, run, he's run. He's going to run the ball. <laughs> he's just going to run it. That's all, you do. it's all he does. He speeds the game up. You're not going to let Desmond Ritter throw it, especially to you know anywhere outside the numbers or more than 15 yards down the field. Sorry, Drake London. Sorry, Kyle Pitts. And for me, the Falcons have a better defense than the Bears do. Not by much. But slightly, I think. And it sounds as if like a lot of people are already on the Jordan Love train. We were watching that game, and he missed a lot of throws. Already on the Jordan Love train. And like, yeah, his stat line looks great. But even like all of his touchdowns was like two yards. I think Aaron Jones took a screen for 50 yards. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not totally there. You're going to be on the road in Atlanta. The crowd's going to be there. You're going to be in the Superdome. I'm just not totally there and i'm not saying the packers are going to lose they're favored but i just don't see this getting over 40 and a half like i can see this being like a really gross like 17 to 20 kind of thing like the falcons are running 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 and then you know the falcons defense is really really fast they're really good at containing all the short throws that jordan level probably do so that's why i am placing in the parlay falcons packers under 40 and a half i guarantee it. Aaron, over to your leg. I like it, Chris. And then for mine, <laughs> sounds counterintuitive, especially given what we saw this past Sunday. I raised my eyebrow. I like, hmm. However, I am taking the Bengals at minus three and a half against the Ravens. All right, look, it can't get much worse for the Bengals offense than what we saw on Sunday. The weather was a huge factor, and Burrow, quite frankly, had the Browns' defensive line in his face all game. Miles Garrett's good. Miles Garrett mostly, but just all game had pressure. Burrow and the offense were shaking off the rust after not playing in the preseason. You heard Tim mention that earlier. I think that really hurt them as a unit. And they're going to play much better at home. I mean, most of the time, teams just play better on their home turf. Burrow also wasn't protected well. He was sacked twice, so that wasn't a high number, but you got to look deeper into the stats and the nine total QB hurries that he had spells trouble. The issue for them was first downs were very hard to come by with that pressure via the blitz, which resulted in only six first downs, and they were two of 15 on third down conversions during the game. Nasty. Real bad. I think they right the ship this week. They get the rust a little bit off of them, and they go up against a way less imposing defensive line that the Baltimore Ravens have to offer and a Ravens offense that struggled against Houston. I think the likes of Trey Hendrickson and some of that other defensive line talent can get home a little bit more this week. And I don't know if it's going to be a blowout necessarily, but I do think they get right. I'm a, That sounds good, but I'm going to look to the Bengals fan. Do we like that? I do. I love okay. it at home. Bang. Bounce I'm back. I'm in. Burrow. The Ravens are down four starters after one week of football. J.K. Dobbins starting running back. Ronnie Stanley out with a knee left tackle. Stud left tackle. 
Tyler Linder, yeah, Tyler Linderbaum, center, starting center, out with a – And he's good. I want to say ankle. So um, is Ryan just, again, stud, two offensive linemen, and Marcus Williams, safety, torn peck. That's four – like, not just like starters, but like four of their best players. And you got Jamar Chase, pissed off. I love it. Yeah. You know, couldn't <laughs> Injury beat some status, elves. pissed off. Yeah, couldn't <laughs> beat some elves. I love how he just owned that. He yeah. just owned it. He's like, I'm going to get grilled for this on social media. I called him elves last week, and damn, we got beat by some elves. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it. So th- that's that's two picks right there I like. So I'm going to go in on my final, the third leg of the This League Guarantee, uh, giving credit where credit is due. I doubted the 49ers last week, and they looked nothing shy of a Super Bowl contender. Brock Purdy looks good. I don't he understand. Really I, I am taking the 49ers minus seven and a half at the LA Rams, but it's it whenever those two teams play, it's a home game. The 49ers crowd shows up. Fair. Uh, minus one twelve with another week for the guys to get healthy. Kittle will get healthy in that you know relative home game. I'm looking for the Niners to make the Rams look silly, like Aaron thought last week. <laughs> We're going against the Rams again. <laughs> double down. Double down, um, baby. I, I think that Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua? Puka Nakua's light. Where's uh, the R? That's what came to my mind. <laughs> Tutu Atwell. Puka Nakua's light. These guys, these guys looked, light. They looked great against the Seahawks defense for some reason. Um, but I'd like to see Stafford sit back with his – crappy offensive line with Nick Bosa, uh, Hargraves, just these guys are going to be up in his grill. So I don't believe he's going to be able to get it done. And 49ers, like I said, Super Bowl contender. Their defense is solid, 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 solid. And then their offense, like you said, Brock Purdy looked every bit the part of Yeah, that's shocking. I was expecting such a downhill turn for him. Yeah, I mean, but I don't it's know. the weapons. It's yeah. So I, I'm gonna, you know, I'm flipping on the 49ers, going from doubting to <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. Uh, minus seven and a half at the Rams. I uh, like it. All right, I like it too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're not getting as crazy this week. Last week's parlay, parlay, parlay was plus nine oh five. This week, we're tempering a little bit. We're plus five fifty three. So still. You know, maybe put like a rent and a half money on this one to well, make we gotta, up for we last week. Back for That's it. what I'm saying. Rent and a half money. Back to the basics. On yep. this one. I know you're already a month behind on rent. We'll win it back for you this week. Yeah, we didn't move any lines <laughs> this week. Plus five fifty three, ten bucks gets you sixty five bucks. And that is a pretty good return. One more time. We have Packers versus Falcons under forty and a half. 49ers minus seven and a half against the Rams and Bengals minus three and a half against the Ravens. We guarantee it. Let's get into some week two football. Broncos country. Let's ride. Week two. I'll tell you what, guys, you know, like two and oh sounds a lot better than one and one. One mm-hmm. one sounds a whole lot better than 0 2. Sure does. <laughs> so let's see who can get off the schneid and who can keep, you know, maybe their winning record going and have a strong start to the season. Our first matchup is an undefeated matchup, and we have Tim and Close But No Jamar taking on Stretch and Super Camario. I personally am very excited for this one. 
And as of this writing, Tim has a 62% chance of victory, according to Sleeper. However, I think that's a little deceiving. I do still like Tim as a favorite, but we'll get into it further. Juicy matchups on Tim's end, specifically the likes of DK Metcalf uh, going up against... uh, Who's he going up against? Detroit. Yes, up against Detroit, which... Historically, has been a pretty juicy matchup in the passing game. Uh, Darren Waller is going up against Arizona. Big bounce back there. Big bounce back there, in my opinion. And then, assuming Aaron Jones is healthy, because, again, he did have the pulled hamstring, going up against the Atlanta Falcons, which also historically have you've been able to run the ball against them. Mm-hmm. So I like all three of those guys. Jamar Chase, I think, will bounce back in a big way. Here's a little bit of a tidbit for you. His career stats against the Ravens through four games, 30 catches, 462 yards, and two tutties. Through 30 games? Is that what you said? <laughs> through four games. For four games. So, okay. How old do you think the man is? <laughs> Just those stats are kind of crazy. Yeah, pretty unreal. So I think he gets right. Hertz should get him off to a good start against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Personally, he's my QB one of the week on the Thursday night slate against Minnesota. Their defense will certainly not be as challenging to navigate. 49ers defense should humble the Rams very quickly without Cooper Cup. For stretch, I do also like his matchups quite a bit, but he has a lot of players with less ceiling what upside. Are, uh, what are we doing at the quarterback position here? What are what What is that? What am I looking at right now? Why am I seeing Daniel Jones over Anthony Richardson and his quarterback? That has to be a mistake. I... I saw Look, earlier so today well he had one, AR. Right? Like, I mean, I get it. You're at Arizona, but like, it's not like Anthony Richardson's playing the Niners. He's playing Houston. Uh, it's a contrarian play. I feel like stretch is always good for those sometimes. Surely he'll fix that, right? Maybe. Maybe. Well, I yeah, I did these notes, and he had AR I in will there, call. So. I will compliment stretch for two minutes straight next week if Daniel Jones outscores Anthony Richardson. Ooh. It's, all right. You got a shake on it. Two minutes is a decent, you know. All right, all right. We got, <laughs> we got the <laughs> through the air handshake. Shook my mic. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Well, anyway, um, I do like his matchups outside of just the QB position. <laughs> I was gonna point out AR against Houston was pretty juicy, but we'll see. Um, yeah. So for stretch, uh, when it comes to his players, uh, like I said, just less ceiling upside. Upside and likely to be near their floors. A key part of Stretch's upset bid um, is, again, if he does decide to start AR, if he can have another productive game against Houston and score north of 20, maybe Daniel Jones can get that done against Arizona. But I think at that QB position, he really needs either one to score above 20 points to keep pace. Garrett Wilson against Dallas defense, that will be tough. Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs, or Trayvon Diggs, I think it's Trayvon. Mm-hmm. Um I think think you're right. Yeah, he's out of his mind. He's very talented, had a really good game this past week. Uh, So I think because of that, he needs another player to step up. Is that Mike Evans? Maybe. Is that Devontae Smith on Thursday Night Football? Potentially. Kenneth Walker? I mean, maybe. Those matchups are nice there, but point is he needs one other guy to really step up and fill the void that Garrett Wilson probably will leave behind. Uh, short of that, though, I really don't think he can keep pace overall with the firepower Tim's bringing. I have Tim winning, albeit in a close one, 
that by no means will be easy. I I actually am picking stretch here because Boo. if Aaron Jones doesn't play, I think he will be very limited, and that will not be good for Tim. But if he doesn't play, if he's out, Tim, who the hell are you gonna? Who the hell are you throwing doesn't in matter. there? Doesn't matter. I mean, I see Roshan Johnson. I see Isaiah Spiller, Jalen Warren, Tank Bigsby, Sean Tucker. Yeah, that's a problem for a future me. <laughs> that's a, Aaron Jones is going to play, so you know that's all that no, matters. No, honestly, right? honestly, I don't think Aaron Jones is going to play. I think he's going to miss sit out this week. He he looked he, he jogged off the field. They were stretching him on the sideline. That's why I, he I don't was think he was up. he was posing to the camera. Remember he was that? In good spirits. Yeah, it's not, he was really laying down, getting stretched out, and like the sky cam flew yeah. over him, and he was like it's, it's throwing up the signs. It's the not sky like uh, Deontay Johnson's hamstring looked like he got shot. Yeah. Whereas like Aaron Jones is like ooh my hammy, and then like. He tried to stay in for the game. It's like, right. I think he might miss a week, but, like, I'm not worried long-term about him. So, is it weird that the Dallas Cowboys defense scares me the most? Against <laughs> Zach Wilson. Wilson. Pretty wild. Like, they're yeah. projected nine points, but in my head, I'm I'm, I'm penciling in a 20. 20, yeah. yeah just just penciling in yeah. at least 20. I mean, that's the Niners wild. against the Rams aren't bad either. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's why I'm picking stretch personally. I, I, I feel like – you know, the rest of their lineups could kind of go either way, maybe outside of the quarterback and the uh, wide receivers. But um, I just I think that will be a very big blow. Even if Aaron Jones is limited, that's 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 a hit to the running back spot. Yeah, I'm picking myself in this one. I think uh, this is a week where I want to see uh, Jamar Chase and CeeDee Lamb go off, do their thing, show their top five upside each, uh, and just kind of carry me to victory. I dig it. So that is two for Tim, one for Stretch. Both teams want to know. Both teams want to get to two and zero, but unfortunately, only one can. Let's move on to our next matchup. It's another Chipotle clash. How tides have turned, man. Remember when anytime anybody in Cadoba Division would play each other, it's a big game. It's a must watch. Oh yeah. Now it's completely switched. We have a big clash in the Chipotle Division now. It's between your boy and Team Fairlife coming into this one at zero and one. Gotta win. Take it on <laughs> Hayden and Tua Infinity and Bijan coming into this one at a nice one and zero. Welcome to Chipotle Week Two, Chris. You got. I'm not. Got, I'm not. I'm not having a good time. The schedule makers <laughs> were like, "Oh Doesn't yeah, you're new easy. here. Okay, let's see. Let's see you beat anybody. Okay. Uh, currently, Hayden and Tua Infinity and Bijan had a 53 percent chance of victory in this one. Looks out to be a close one, but let's get into it. So Hayden's young RBs have plus matchups. Jameer Gibbs against Seattle and Bijan against Green Bay. Good running back matchups. Let's see. I you know I'm sitting here today. I don't think Chris would make the same bet about Montgomery and Algier this week, would you? I, I think workload's only going to increase week over week. And yeah, I, I think it's gonna maybe be... maybe one more week. Okay, okay, maybe uh, get the maybe. young bucks their touches. We got a maybe out of them, but you I know mean, I, they're I, both at home. I think let's. Yeah, I can they're see they're going to be rolling out the yeah. new toys in front of the fans. So, um, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I think New England's defense is one of those that we see time and time again where Bill Belichick likes to take away one guy. Could it be Waddle because you just can't take away Hill? I mean, that that was literally what I was about to say. Or I was like, good luck taking away. Or is he going to throw three guys on Hill and say, "Beat me with whoever else"? Because yeah. Waddle could be in for a big game there. Uh, Debo Samuel looking for a, you know he, he had a solid Week One game, eleven points. He was involved, but like nothing super explosive. Looking for something there. Etn plus matchup. 
Uh, Derrick Henry, I think, you know, the Chargers are going to put up points, and the Tennessee Titans have a lot to prove still, but you still love to see Tractor Cedar as your flex two in any lineup. Chris, on the other hand, you're going to be leaning on a sloppy run fest Monday night football game. Yeah, it's going to be gross. <laughs> Pittsburgh and Cleveland, bitter division rivals. You got these running backs going head to head in real life, and they are on your team. So, you know, you, you just got to hope for some, some goal line touchdowns between these guys, which it can easily happen. So, if those two guys, you know, that's, that's who I'm going to say are your keys to victory. Um, is DJ Moore DJ Moore? We, ha- we have uh, to be better. I'm praying it was the Jair Alexander effect. We, we have to be is, better. Yeah. And by we, I'm, I literally have Justin Fields on my bench right now, but we have to be better. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he. What do you have? Two catches. Yeah. Yeah. Just you know, I don't know. DJ Moore, are you can't can he evolve beyond like the wide receiver twenty? Like we we were thinking maybe there'd be a shot. Fields takes that steps, but I don't. Uh, I, I don't know. We got to see it. Uh, like I said in the review, Michael Pittman's got a new vote of confidence. You know, he's definitely in that spot. You love to see it. Uh, Colt, go Colts. Hawkinson's plus matchup. Calvin Ridley. Dog James Cook got the touches last week. We'll see if Buffalo can. Yeah, let's let's roll. You know, see what goes on there. In my opinion, uh, right now, Jets, Cowboys, Niners, maybe Steelers, but like those three right now, like I am tempering expectations for, especially running backs, but like almost anybody. Oh yeah, those that plays defenses, them, are, those three, are far and beyond the top, right there. So elite. you know, James Cook played the Jets last week. He got all the touches you would want. Yep. Just. Good luck having production against that defense. Yeah, so we got Josh Allen, the Stallion. Uh, I can't remember if we gave you props for for starting the right quarterback in week one. They both outscored (laughs) Josh Allen. But this week we're looking for a big bounce bounce back performance against the Raiders. Um, The Raiders. And then I'm just going to – I'm going to give out my eyeball emoji of the week, Kyron Williams. Come on. Dude got – Targets got 15 carries was involved. You were a week ahead on this pickup. I don't know whose advice you were taking, but eyeball emoji is for sure going there for me. Um, in this matchup between these guys, Chris really, you know, not wanting to start 0 and 2, and Hayden looking to like prove himself that he is here. I'm taking Chris. I think I think the the Chipotle tides even out a little bit up, up at the top. So uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, let me just talk about Kadarius Tony here real quick. I'm Shut up. Have you dropped him yet? <laughs> no. Drop I will him. never drop An him. An empty bench spot is better than Kadarius Tony. I will never. I will never. Which, by the way, the Kyron Williams pickup. Picked him up noon on Sunday. Moved Cooper Cup to IR. If you got an open spot, dude, just take a shot, man. Just take a shot. Just yeah. do it. Um, yeah, I'm also taking me. For the simp, like my brain says to take Hayden. I think his matchups line up really right. well. Uh, I think he's got – he kind of gets me in the guy off a little bit right now. But um, my my heart says you can't you can't pick against yourself two weeks in a row. I picked against myself last week. You gotta, you're right. I got I to gotta stick with my heart this week. I'm picking myself. One and one, here we come. Well, it looks like I'm on an island uh, with my pick because I am taking Hayden. Yeah, I hate you too. In this matchup. And – I think the reason for that is I just see a lot of points across the board in his lineup this week based off the matchups. Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs going up against the Jaguars, that's the highest over-under of the week according to Vegas. Uh, There's going to be points galore in that game. 
And he's got another guy on his roster that's uh, going to be part of that game, Travis Etienne. I think another big game for Etienne is on the docket. Derrick Henry against the Chargers. Uh, you got to love that. And then the rookie running backs, I like those matchups too. So I think there's just a plethora of options that he could throw even into the slot of wide receiver uh, with Debo not you know struggling a little bit. So I like Hayden. A win for myself. I think blows Chipotle wide open. You're going to have a lot of guys maybe at 1-1, one 2-0. And one, and oh. I think a loss for me and a win for Hayden. He goes to 2-0. and oh, I go to 0-2. I might be playing catch-up the rest of the year. I'm not even lying. I like to get out of that It's an hole. important week. So it's an important a week. very important early game matchup. Another important early game matchup we're going to jump into. We have Clayton and the Red Rocket taking on Don and Njigba's and Paris. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited for this. Clayton and the Red Rocket. This is not a drill. That's a 64% chance of victory. Hey, Clayton, Clayton let's go. Clayton is projected to win, score more points than his opponent. That might change when Don sets his lineup. But you know what? It's fun <laughs> to now, look at. though. For now. It's fun to look at. It's fun to look at. Um, but even when Don does set his lineup, honestly, I think Clayton has more than a puncher's chance of victory this week. Um, the good thing about Clayton's lineup is, one, his lineup is basically set. Like, we talk about, you know, what are certain lineup decisions each team has each week. Clayton literally has none. His starting lineup is his starting lineup. Um and I'll just run through it here real quick. Joe Burrow, Damian Pierce, Tyler Algier, Drake London, Elijah Moore, Dawson Knox, Zay Jones, Nico Collins, and whatever defense he plays. Nobody else on his bench can can can, can sniff a, a starting lineup. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. Jaden Reed for the Packers. Maybe. Maybe. If Watson's <laughs> out and Dobbs. Uh, sure. Maybe. Yeah. But Come like. Out. Oh, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, who, who you see? Who you see? Zach Moss. Colts fans. Maybe. Uh, Didn't Evan Hull get injured this week? He did. He did. And yep. Deion Jackson looked like doo-doo. So, maybe? Perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe. I, I mean, I don't know that he's not going to slot in over Damian Pierce or Algier, but, like, just generally speaking, Zach Moss? Question mark? Ben Drake London. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly. At this point, you know. Um, but I said it before. I'll say it again. Anytime you look at Clayton's lineup, you got to look at Joe Burrow, Damian Pierce, Drake London, Joe Burrow, we are all expecting a bounce-back performance this week against Baltimore. Damian Pierce, you saw what Travis Etienne did. Uh, Tank Bigsby punched it in for a touchdown against this Colts defense. Now it's Damian Pierce's turn. I would not be shocked to see him finish as a top-12 running back this week. And then Drake London at home against the Packers. Like I said, the only way is up (laughs) from an 0-1 performance. Maybe you're hoping... Low-end wide receiver two numbers. I mean, that's all you're asking for. At least get him four or five targets. I think he has the talent to do something with those targets if he does get them. So I think you look at those three, you have a decent chance. Um, And then the rest of everybody has really good matchups, right? I mentioned Nico Collins. He's also going up against the Colts. You saw Calvin Ridley, their alpha receiver, have a good week, as well as Zay Jones up against the Chiefs. The Lions did anything they wanted to them, and Zay Jones is the wide receiver two in Jacksonville. With all of that being said, we look at Don's lineup. He has a lot of work to do here. Again, Aaron Rodgers officially on the IR, torn Achilles. He's gone for the year, which means we step up with Bryce Young on Monday night against the Saints, which I don't love. 
I don't love. Like I see some guys out on the waiver wire, waiver wire right now, the Brock Purdy, the Derek Cars, that I would probably start over Bryce Young at this point. We'll see if Don reacts to that. But everywhere else, I would say Don definitely wins the guy off. But again, I think Clayton wins the matchups. Tony Pollard against the Jets, who swallowed up the Bills and everything they did, including James Cook. I think Tony Pollard still probably projects him as a running back one finish, but maybe temper expectations on that. Again, I mentioned it. Bryce Young and Miles Sanders against a good Saints defense, but a Saints defense that picked off Ryan Tannehill three times and held Derek Henry to 63 yards. Got to temper expectations there as well. And then for uh, for excuse me for Don, you have Tyler Higby in the tight up tight end position right now, going up against a tough 49ers defense. Do we start Luke Luke Musgrave over Tyler Higby? He looked solid. He was inches away from a touchdown. I think if he gets that touchdown, we are having a very different conversation about Luke Musgrave this week. Um, and then uh, for Don, you do have to assume that Brendan Ayuk does enter the fray. That'll help his projection. He gets a quarterback. He may actually end up being projected to be higher than Clayton this week. Um, you know what? Honestly, I was going to take Clayton. But I saw in the pickums that both of you are taking Clayton this week. Well, strategery? I'm going t- contrarian. I'm picking Don. Mm, okay, that's fine. I'm picking Don because my heart. Points for me and Aaron. My heart says Don and my brain says Don. But I was going to pick Clayton just because how much do you get to pick Clayton? Like, never. But I'm picking Don this week because I'm going to get a point up on the on the pickums. I'm rooting for Clayton, but I think Don's going to win this game. No, I think uh, you're wrong. And this is the week that Clayton gets a dub, and I can see it being by a decent amount that maybe gets him out of the cellar of the power rankings. Um, and I say that for some reasons you highlighted. Tony Pollard against the Jets defense is not going to do squat. Uh, Miles Sanders just didn't look that great yet, so we got to see. Yeah, he was a little disappointing week one. Denver's defense is going to shut down all of the Washington players that Don plays. You uh, got to think, though, he's going to Gibson's got to come out. Get out. But, yeah. but still, I, I mean, I, he's probably going to play McLaurin and Dotson, and one of those guys is going to be Did somebody say Jahan Dotson? Dotson. He's going to have negative points with Minnesota. Yeah. Viagra Dotson. So, I mean, just, just looking at it right now, I, I, some of those matchups are enough for me to pick Clayton. I, I do like the Pierce against the Colts, Algier getting reps against the Packers. And I already talked about Zay Jones and Nico Collins, but Elijah Moore got involved week one with Deshaun Watson. I mean, he had seven targets and two rushing attempts. You give Elijah Moore nine, ten touches a week, and you'll take it. I'm, I'm taking Clayton for those reasons. Yeah, I'm also taking Clayton for a lot of the same reasons Tim said. And then I will just add that I think Joe Burrow, I think it's a 30-plus point performance. I think he bounces Beautiful. back in a Lock it in. big way. And on to the next matchup. We have Zach and Brees Lightning taking on Steven and Mount Passmore. Both of these squads coming into this one at 0-1. And, and Sleeper projecting Steven to have a 61% chance of victory in this one. Pretty easy to see why, in my opinion. Justin Herbert should have a great fantasy day against a vulnerable Tennessee pass defense that this past week gave up 283 yards of passing to Derek Carr and company, and they didn't even play that great. So uh, I think they will have a field day against that defense. Stephon Diggs should eat once again this week against the Raiders. And then A.J. Brown, I expect to have a huge game 
on Thursday night football. Jacoby Myers, definitely a big question mark heading into week two. And if yeah. not him, then where does he pivot to? Perhaps Jerick McKinnon or Samaj P. Ryan. Is Mike Williams healthy? Yeah, it's a little up in the air. Despite the flex spots for Steven being shaky, though, he has some heavy hitters that I think can more than cover for the lack of output, especially against a team like Zach. And he's going to be hoping that Aaron Jones is out because he currently has A.J. Dillon in the lineup, and he did not look good. He looked like, no, he he looked looked like year three Eddie Lacy. Yeah, like Eddie Lacy coming nice. out of the I love that comparison. Corral. Feet and concrete kind of Not as big, yeah. but like just, yeah, just slow. Yeah. And then on Zach's end, he starts once again his group of four RBs from last week. Uh, he may have changed it by now. I haven't looked recently, but perhaps Brees Hall's performance will get him the nod into the lineup. He does. He did put him in. Okay. Uh, which makes sense. Over yeah. Khalil Herbert. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that makes a lot of sense there. With Deontay out, his receiving corpse is putrid. I mean, it's just absolutely awful. I mean, his and receiving corpse are literally corpses. Yeah. Nice. I, and then on top of that, I'm still not a believer in David Njoku. I mean, I don't care. I, he's, I don't care he's how the, many people tell me that this dude's the most. He's, he's a really solid tight end three. Yeah. Just, <laughs> he's like the most athletic dude ever. Okay. He got paid a lot of money. He, he sucks. This is like football. year eight for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be, he's going to he be what Kyle done. Pitts is. That hurts. <laughs> It's okay, though. I have Mark Andrews. How, no, so. how long has David Njoku been young and athletic, and, and he's going to be a target on the team? I mean, and we're he was high draft capital. Years. Yeah, it's been years. I mean, I think he got drafted in, what, 2018 or 19? He's just 2017. never, 2017. never done it. Jiminy yeah. Christmas. So I'm going to look up where he was drafted. I'm pretty sure it was high. So I'm not going to trash Zach's team entirely. He does have some nice pieces that can score – 10 to 15 consistently, especially in those that quartet of RBs that he's starting. But they just he doesn't have any type of ceiling on his team. I yeah. expect Steven to win comfortably if yep. he is, again, just able to clear 100 points. This should be chalk. I mean, Javante, Washington defense is going to lock him down. Brian Robinson, Denver is going to lock him down. Brees Hall, Dallas is going to lock him down. Madison, Philly is going to lock him down. Like four tough defenses. It's, yeah. yeah, this should be Steven all day. David Njoku was drafted 29th overall in the 2017 NFL Draft. And he got paid this he, year. Uh, I think he signed it, what, a year or two ago? This year or last year, yeah. But he, yeah. he got a like, top contract. Out of I'll look it up. Yeah. And while you do that, I am also taking Steven here. Clean sweeps for Steven. Time for him to get off the schneid. Hopefully move to 1-1, one and one, which means Zach may fall to 0-2. Ladies and gentlemen, we have one matchup remaining. And that makes this the matchup to watch. And it is another undefeated Juicy. matchup. And you know what? We used to call this matchup the battle for Chipotle. Is that still relevant now? I mean, you got me. You got Hayden. Hayden. We're looking good. You got Clayton. This, this could. This, I, guess, I guess it could. You got Clayton. <laughs> I guess it could still stick. But either way, you get a matchup between two 1-0 teams that may that many have picked to be around at the very end of the year. Yes, I'm talking about Aaron and Let Russ Microwave taking on Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth, and everything is lining up for this to be an absolute smack fest, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Aaron is currently projected for 140 points. Anthony is currently projected for 133 points. 
and that's giving Aaron a 53% chance of victory. And guys, you got dudes all over the freaking face. Oh, the face. <laughs> all over the face and place. Pause. Pause. All over the place. And I think the first ironic highlight is both of these guys are hoping and praying <laughs> yeah. that their star tight ends return this week. Uh, Mark Andrews for Aaron and Travis Kelsey for Anthony. I honestly think I think Travis Kelsey has a slightly better chance of playing than Mark Andrews this week. I think, you know, Travis Kelsey wanted to play. They held him out last week. Mark Andrews is like, he was out. With <laughs> he was like a comfortable kind of a mystery, out, yeah. you know? Yeah, so I think that is ironic. Both of these guys will be hoping that their star tight ends come back. And I can honestly say, with how close this matchup is, if one of them comes back and the other doesn't, that could swing it for might, me. Might be the difference. Yeah. Honestly. And it's looking like yeah. Travis Kelsey may have a better chance of doing so. Um, and it may only be week two, but honestly, both of these squads are already dealing with some injury concerns outside of their tight ends. For Aaron, you mentioned it er- earlier. Austin Eckler, looking questionable. You had J.K. Dobbins go down for the year. You turned to Kenneth Gainwell, right? He had He was the guy in Philadelphia. Now his ribs are hurt. So you get down to Raheem Mostert, which honestly is not a bad option. So shout out to Aaron for having that depth there. But whenever you're going against the likes of Christian McCaffrey and Ramondre Stevenson on the other side, you want to have your studs here instead of having to lean on Raheem Mostert. But again, that that isn't as bad as it could be. And when you look over to Anthony, I found it very interesting that it looks as if if Jerry Judy's healthy, he's going to be in his starting lineup. When you have the options of Joe Mixon on the bench, Jamal Williams, I know he was disappointing last week, but as of right now, he has that backfield to himself. And my official eyeballs of the week, you got Zay Flowers on the bench, dog. He looked so good. Yeah, super good. So good. good. To Tim's point, he is small. My rookie rookie of the year pick, I think, offensive. It was. It was. He looked really good. I think he earned all, I think it's 11, 10 targets, all 10 of those targets. So I'd be maybe riding him over Jerry Judy, Um, especially coming off a hamstring injury for Judy, high chance of re-aggravation. We don't like that. But, hey, it's your team, Anthony, and you've done better than me, so who am I to say? And, honestly, there's a lot riding on this game. It seems like at the end of each year, Anthony and Aaron have always looked back to their head, their ma- their head-to-head matchups, and saying that could have determined who had the first round by. That could have determined who, you know, had the advantage going into the final week. So I think that could stay the case. Again, you have a much more competitive division this year, but that could stay the case. A lot riding on this matchup, but I'm actually just going to go Aaron because I think he just has more certainty when you go down his lineup. I expect Devonte and T Higgins. I say that with T. Higgins nervously. I've personally never been the biggest T. Higgins fan, but I I think they're going to both bounce back, at least to what you expect of them. And then when you look at Anthony, Jerry Judy's a question mark, and if you turn from him, you go to Zay Flowers, who's also a question mark. Amari Cooper didn't have the best week one. So that's a little hesitancy there, but I like I've mentioned before, my pick may very well hinge on who's tied in is healthier. And especially if one is playing and the other is not, that could very well hinge it for me because I don't think Aaron wants the Kyle Pitts experience again, and I don't think Anthony wants the Juwan Johnson experience again. So assuming both of these tight ends play, I am going to go Aaron, but I'm saying it now. If Kelsey plays and Andrews does not, I'm going Anthony. I am typing in a switch 
Aru right now, and I'm taking Anthony. Oh, Do you want to? Do you want to use the tight end hedge, or are you just going? Anthony? No, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna straight up it. I think. I think I like the matchups for Ramondre, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen with Mike Williams already banged up a little bit, and then you know, Lamar can't can't be worse than last week. You know, he's not gonna get four points week in week out. Uh, I. If I'm going to hedge it on anything, I don't like the Jerry Judy start at all. <laughs> I, I don't. Eat, I mean, he's coming off the the hamstring at all. I just now so don't I, like. I'm it. I'm going to place my bet that that doesn't stick. But I'm I'm going to give an edge to Anthony and uh, Devonte Adams. I I, could, I keep coming back to him. I don't know why. You know, he's got to show it to me that he's bad. Gotta, juju. Yeah. I like myself. <laughs> you uh, like myself. Gonna, uh, I love I, myself. I, I love myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I like myself in this matchup. Uh, I think it does hinge a lot on if Mark Andrews somehow makes the lineup. It just will make me feel a lot better. And same thing with Austin Eckler. So both of those guys, please, <laughs> I beg of you. <laughs> Aaron's lineup is certainly one to watch. Ladies and gentlemen, and that is your week two preview. Let us know your picks. And as always, www.thisleaguepod.com. You can see the starting lineups. You can see up to the second scores, waiver wires, trades, all that. Really beneficial if you want to listen along to us while we talk about these matchups. You head to that website. You can see the starting lineups and exactly what we are looking at at this very moment. Let's get us out of this episode here. www.thisleaguepod.com. This league underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram is where you can find us. Comment on this, whether you like it or hate it. Hopefully you like it. You can always leave us a good rating. Share us with your friends as always. And as always, put a dump truck on that like button, baby. Whether it's an actual dump truck or you got a dump, dump truck, truck like a gravel, like freaking AJ Dillon's got a dump like, truck. All right. Like tons of weight in there. Just right on the like button, baby. It's like the Miley Cyrus wrecking ball. Yeah. Out of nowhere. You can even put Miley Cyrus on it if you yeah. want. Just send her Just right into the like crush button. It. Just I think she was naked when she was on it in the music video. Weird time. Maybe put some clothes on her. This is a family Weird friendly time. show. But uh you can send her into the like button too. Or just go back to the basics, take your cursor, and just scroll and click. Well, that's no fun. That's no fun. It works. Whatever. You guys ready to get out of here? Yeah. I'm ready for more football. Me too. I am ready to go again, ready for it to be injected into my veins. Week week two. Once again. Week two at your place, Chris? Let's roll. Yeah. Week two at Chris's place. I will be here having a great old time. That would suck if you weren't here. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, my name's Chris. Thank you again for tuning in. Love you guys. Peace. Go on, get.